0: Welcome to more to come, P.W. Comic World's weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, senior news editor at Publishers Weekly and co-editor of P.W. Comics World. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. Okay, uh, folks, well, this week we're uh, recording live from the floor of the uh, Washington Con- Convention Center. It's our first visit to Awesome Con, uh, appropriately named. I'm having an awesome time. Uh, and, and one of the awesome things I've encountered here, uh, a really, uh, really interesting use of comics as education, comics as a documenter of history. Uh, I'm here with uh, Evan Keeling. Did I get you right? Um, you're a, an exhibit specialist with the Smithsonian. Yes. And you've got a fascinating project here that I apparently you've done in other areas about... Um, the Japanese de- detentions during World War II. But they're all in this form of these really wonderful mini-comics that really mark and document the personal stories of Japanese-Americans that got dragged off to these de- 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 the kitchen cans. Anyway, um, uh, thanks for being on More to Come. Yeah. No, I'm glad to be on it. Yeah. Thank you for, for talking to us. So tell us a little bit uh, about it. We're here also with, uh, what's it, Eva Eva uh, McIntyre? Yeah. Who's, Eva I think, McEntire. did some of the drawings? Or she, she,
1: she's one of the high school yeah. students from uh, Hirshhorn's Art Lab uh-huh. that came to help as my art team for this cool. project.
0: Cool, um, And you're a part of DC Conspiracy, yeah. the DC Comics um, or the, Collective yeah, here. The, the, the yeah, Washington, yeah. the Washington DC Comics D- D- Collective. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: yes. yeah. But yeah, I'm one of the co-founders of the DC Conspiracy. Uh-huh. Cool. And... Um, I, so, I like my day job, I put together exhibit cases. I do large format printing, I put mm-hmm. make object labels and that kind of stuff. But, you know, at night I make comics and yeah. I self-publish comics. And so I was trying to work that into my work. And I was seeing places where comics could be used mm-hmm. in the institution. And my shop is sort of a satellite. We're not connected to any museum, so I can float around a lot. Uh-huh. And so I just started floating to people I, I knew. And I ha- knew a curator at American History... Who liked comics and our kids had gone to school together, and so we, we started chatting about wanting to do comics projects and mm-hmm. like how like uh, integrating comics into it. And he introduced me to the education department, and we talked about some various things. But one of the things they were doing is the Smithsonian sponsors a uh, youth summit every year, and mm-hmm. it's on different topics mm-hmm. every year. And this one, they had set up a team of uh, teens that are going into American history. They were. Um, the, it was the Youth Civic Engagement Program, yeah. and they were going to sort of set up the local Youth Summit. Like the mm-hmm. the national one was happening at the Japanese American Museum mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and it was being pod, like you know video cast all around the country. Uh-huh. But they were also having a, a local one. That Congressman Norman Mineta actually talked at mm-hmm. talked at here, mm-hmm. and so we were setting up that. And so I started talking to them about it. And I think originally we were we were thinking about doing this sort of like an eight-page comic possibly mm-hmm. like a narrative mm-hmm. but as we started working with the teens and working with art lab and I was trying to sort of find ways to get them into doing comics I got out these I really like making these zines which are these mm-hmm. like it's an eight-page comic you fold out of an eight and a half by eleven mm-hmm. piece of paper
0: no it's very it's very cool very compact um, but the end and you've you've sort of got these stories that boil down to their essence. I mean, they're, yeah. they're tragic and kind of hopeful and all the rest, but it's um, a really great use, I guess, of comics to kind of, um, I guess, engage young people. Because yeah. I notice how, you know, you very clearly mark, you know, racial epithet. Uh, yeah. Very often, obviously, the yeah. characters are yeah, called yeah. chaps for one reason or another. Since yeah. Comics. Yeah, so how, you know, yeah, how big a turnout did you get on this? How? Um,
1: like for, for making the comics? Yeah, or yeah. Well, we had—I mean, there was there was a group of fifteen to eighteen teens for American history, and then I had five teens that were brought in by Art Lab that worked with me about that, and we would just sort of have various mm-hmm. workshops where I'd come in and kind of talk to them about it, and we'd work through stuff. And then a lot of the American history teams would do some research. Did you pick out the do,
0: stories? Would you like, would you, like, you know, tell our listeners a little bit about some of the stories you have here? Well,
1: some of the story, three of the stories, the three, like the three stories that we did initially, mm-hmm. um, and it's the, like two of which are the ones that the art lab teams worked on heavily, were just stories. I went and was looking at, uh, I think it's a website called Telling Our Stories. and mm-hmm. has various different sort of topics that they have people doing oral histories for. Mm-hmm. And they have a section on the Japanese imprisonment. Yeah. And so I, I looked up some oral histories and that and just kind of combed through looking for stories that were really interesting. And that's what I found, like, because I just wanted to sort of give examples. Yeah. And so I actually found a story about, um, it's uh, Chizu Iyama. Mm-hmm. And she's not, like, other than giving this oral history and having this experience of this uh, sort thing, she's not necessarily, like, a figure that's, yeah. you know, nationally known or anything like that. But I was finding that these stories, like, just d- due to the experience and due to, like the way life was, I mean, there was like a whole graphic novel's worth of story out of this person just just sort of seeing the changing of cultures and the changing yeah. of things and how the fear can affect it and how, like, it also how, like, the fears of the time affected it. Yeah. Like, we were telling stories like, um, Congressman Mineta, when he was talking, was telling us about, like, how Japanese people, Japanese immigrants couldn't own land in California. Yeah. And so there were certain yeah. individuals who were, like, resident, like, I can't remember the, the gentleman that he referred to, but there were, you know, like accountants uh-huh. or or sort of businessmen that would just have all this land in their name for these people, and these people wow. would buy this land, and it would just like so. If you looked at the map, it would be dotted all over, and you think this guy has a lot I'm of like, money, yeah. he has a lot of land, but he was just sort of name holding yeah. it for these people, and that was beneficial for uh, for a lot of them. Because when, like, I mean, when people were sent imprisoned, they're taken away. They lost houses. Yeah. They lost stuff. And especially, like, if they didn't have somebody like that who was holding the land for them and could, like, give it back to them sure. when they returned, they just, like, it all disappeared, and they came back to nothing.
0: Well, it's pretty so, amazing to hear these stories when we, you know, hear uh, presidential candidates. We were talking about this huh. uh, cite the the victimization of American citizens like this as something to be admired. Uh, it's a pretty sad state. These stories are going to remind you of just how how really horrible that period was yeah. to our fellow citizens. So, yeah. uh, there's another story, great story about a con- um, um, Congressman Minetta, yeah. which you were talking about, who actually met uh, Alan Simpson, the, the 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 senator, when they were Boy Scouts.
1: Yeah, yeah. They were Boy Scouts, and Norman Manetta's family got sent to the camps, and his scout yeah. leader started reaching out and trying to find. Uh, scouts in the like, and they were they were completely displaced. They're um, in Cody, Wyoming, like right outside yeah. of Cody, Wyoming, and so they're all from California. They know nobody. He's reaching out to Cody, Wyoming, trying to get a scout team to come out or a scout group yeah. to come out and have like a meeting with him. And for the large part, nobody would. But Alan well, Simpson. One,
0: one of the characters I noticed in the story says, "Well, I thought they were spies." Well, yeah, that's because a lot yeah. of them
1: like, and that was that was that was also like. It, it, everybody just thought they were sorry. they thought like it, yeah. it was like criminals and spies and stuff like that because they couldn't comprehend why and why? so his scout leader it was nice that he was forward-thinking enough yeah. that he could be like well these are American citizens we should yeah. go and see this um, and, and, and interact with these people I mean it's like there's no reason that we shouldn't have a scout meeting with them yeah. it's all and so they met and that led to their yeah. lifelong friendship yeah they, they both yeah they
0: both went into okay. politics eventually and then pass the legislation that you were talking yeah, about Yeah yeah they passed yeah, the, the civil liberties yeah. and, and apologies too. And it was
1: it was great and they, they recently talked um, at the Library of Congress together uh-huh. about that and about politics and stuff yeah. like that and I got to go back and and meet both of them and give them both oh, copies a little a little of the comic comics it. and then I you know I had a little I had a little framed piece of art of Norman Mineta that I gave to him great. And then I saw him again great. at this youth summit yeah. and talked to him about it and they were real Excited about it, and it was—it was just nice. It's a nice little. It was nice to have a story that involved the tragedy of the thing, but also involved yeah. this thing that came out of it that was was positive. Yeah, absolutely. Because, so how many of these so, stories do you have
0: here?
1: We have we have six different stories. Uh huh. We have three that are based on just oral histories, like Yuri Kochiyama's, yeah. or I mean, that I mean like Chisu Iyama's. Yes. Where we found them on this telling our stories, mm-hmm. well, and then. So those those ones were worked I worked on with the students directly at the time, and then I produced three using student research. I see. Mm-hmm. Um, there were the ones about Norman Mineta, Yuri Kochiyama, and Fred Korematsu, who are all like Norman Mineta is a congressman, and they're Safety together. Yuri Kochiyama was a um, was a civil rights activist, um, and and. It was uh, famously friends with Malcolm X. Oh and, right, of course, and, yes, and, yeah, sure, so. yeah, yeah. And so we, I did a story about her, and she—I mean, she's got an yeah. amazing, fascinating life. Mm-hmm. And Fred Korematsu was one of the few Japanese Americans to actively refuse to be incarcerated. Mm-hmm. And he—he he had a case, and they took the, his case of him being arrested to court, and went all the way to the Supreme Court just for it to be declared that it was a military necessity and it was—it yeah. was right for him to be arrested. You know, be like arrested, and it wasn't until. The 80s when they started researching it again and found out that the government had lied uh-huh. about it that he was able to get it overturned in California but but knowing that he was still like had a federal court get like but it wasn't overturned yeah. in the, the uh, civil um, yeah. in the Supreme Court he had to go back and he kept fighting and was was a large part of also yeah. getting the Civil Liberties Union or little Civil Liberties Act passed
0: um, so this project is done, right? But yes. you you have plans. I think to, to use comics in this way and other in other projects to come. Yeah,
1: I'm 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 now in in the process of, of sort of forming a a point about it and talking to the other Smithsonian museums about how it like mm-hmm. this kind of format can be related to their museums mm-hmm. and their education departments. I'm also looking forward to doing more work with American History because they mm-hmm. still have. Um, I think there's going to be there's going to be another youth summit next year and we've been sort of talking about that like like sort of putting together comics for that and i've been talking to a lot of people here like it's been great at awesome con no, no. having this table because i've met a lot of people who are yeah, what's interested the reception uh that
0: it's, you've been getting? it's
1: it's been fabulous because there's a lot of people who are interested in education and comics and finding ways to do them yeah and like they're fascinated with this format because it's such a simple and lo-fi format that like anybody can produce it it's easy to like have these forms where, you know, it's easy for, for kids and adults and yeah. teens just to make a comic, you fold it together, and then if you want to share it with your friends, you just unfold it, mm. you Xerox it, and you can yeah. pass them out to everybody and fold them up again. It's, it's, really, it's really so simple, and it gives yeah. you like a good amount of pages to get a, get a, a story in. I really like it. Yeah.
0: Well, it, it, it grabbed my attention when I was walking by, yeah. so that's why, I, that's why I came back. Um, but look, this is really great. I'd love to know more about other projects when you're doing yeah. them, so ho- hopefully we'll stay in touch. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, but Evan, thank you so much for being on More to Come. Yeah, thank you very much. Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior editor of Publishing Weekly and co-editor of PW Comics World. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics okay we're back on the floor of awesome awesome con and this time i'm talking with andrew one of the creative team including representative john lewis and Nate powell (coughs) of uh, uh, march books one through three um andrew welcome back to more to come Thank you, Calvin. It's an honor to be with you. Uh, well, this is it's, it's an honor to talk to you. Uh, I mean, we, we uh, interviewed you probably was about a year and a half ago, maybe two years. I'm not I sure. Bet, yeah. um, I guess kind of as you were starting out on this journey to some extent, yeah. um, as a comics writer, in addition to what you do as a, and an assistant to uh, John Lewis, So, um, tell us what's been happening lately. I know you've finished Volume 3. I think our our listeners would love to know a little bit more about where March is going. Well, March Book 3 is at the printers. Uh So,
2: it should be released on August 2nd nationwide. We'll have some advanced copies available at San Diego Comic-Con with the signed and numbered editions and everything like that. Um, But, you know, March has just grown in ways I never would have expected. The announcement a couple weeks ago that New York City public schools were adopting March Mm -hmm. for their 8th grade system-wide was Mm -hmm. just... Just magnificent. And then I got word uh, the other day, they haven't announced it yet, but there's going to be a few more major school systems, even in the congressman's backyard, that are going to be adopting. And I I think these are dominoes because I don't see how young people today can understand what's happening in our politics without understanding the civil rights movement, Mm -hmm. without understanding the politics that emerged Mm -hmm. from that. And so that immediacy is really coming into March, and and it's bringing it to places that comics, graphic novels might not have been before, or
0: the civil rights movement might not have been before. Absolutely. Well, what's been great, and we were just talking about this, the ability to connect across generations. So right. often our history to young people seems like it, it's something that has nothing to do with them. And this book, in combination with the medium itself, I think, which is so immediate, and of course, <laughs> Representative Lewis, who is connects with people like nobody's business. Um, it really has I think reconnected all of us to to really one of the most important periods in our history right well the
2: comics medium is the perfect vehicle for John Lewis's story which is the perfect story for our time right now yeah Um, you know I think over his lifetime, he was the younger person connecting with an older yeah. generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he understands that sometimes you have to do things a little bit differently. Sometimes you have to take a risk. And sometimes, you know, you got to go all in on something other people might not expect to work. Sure. Um, and I think that's what he did with March. I mean, you see him. He's at San Diego. He's yeah. at Dragon Con in Atlanta. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's going to American Library Association.
0: Yeah. Because he loves these books. And he loves the young people who are responding yeah. to them. Well, um, it's, it's really been a, a, a real phenomenon. I'm glad I was able to kind of see a little bit of it up close and purpose, uh, up up close and personal. Um, what's it been like here at AwesomeCon? What are you doing here um, uh, at the show? Well, I'm from and you're and you yeah and you live here, so you're yeah. not on the road for once. Uh, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> nice.
2: I mean, I got off a plane yesterday, three o'clock, came straight here from uh-huh. the airport. Um, awesome Con's one of those shows that's that's been a delight to watch grow. Yeah, because. I went to it just as a fan when it was a bunch of comics dealers in a single right. room with a bunch of boxes of old comics. <laughs> yes, that's and the, I loved it—the classic, right? sure. <laughs> yeah, but now there's so many creators. There's there's so many celebrities. There's there's so many vendors. Um, and so many people from Washington actually coming to it. Mm. I think one of the things I saw with March was people in the Washington community who sort of came out as comics fans. Yeah, yeah.
0: And now you're seeing
2: that manifestation in <laughs> yeah. a comic book show. Yeah. And, like, yeah. the attendance is spectacular.
0: And so Including I, up on Capitol Hill? I think you were telling me one time yes. that there's some closet comic book fans up there. That <laughs> Yes, I mean. <laughs> you kind of gave them the okay to, like, come on out. It's okay, man.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even members of Congress, you know, they sort of yeah, wink, sure. They come up to you and they're, they're they're asking. I, I tell you, you know, I always say that when uh, the congressman first asked me, uh, or when I first asked the congressman if he would participate in March, and he said, "Well, maybe," yeah. which is the nice way of saying no in, <laughs> in, in politics. I had a Republican member of Congress ask me, you know, would you help me do a graphic novel about my conservative hero, who shall remain nameless? Oh, great! And I, <laughs> you know, nice. I was sitting there, I didn't know what to say, so yeah, I yeah. said, "Maybe." Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, And just got there, out of there, there as
2: fast as I could. Because, <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, af- with, with March taking place, and, and, you know, you had Patrick yeah. Leahy actually hold it up in a Judiciary Absolutely. Committee Absolutely. hearing, which is the same committee that they, they held the comic book hearings in in the mid-50s. Oh, even right? more, you know, meaningful right. in a way, without a doubt. Yeah, and so now you're having these powerful people yeah. who have been doing things a certain way for so yeah. long. You know, it's opening doors to their creative capacities, I think. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. seeing that they have to change.
0: So how, what, what's, what, what's your next uh, show? I mean, how you have been able to do all of this? I know you've got, obviously, you've got a full-time job as yeah. well. Um, I know you're going to be at San Diego. Yeah. What's what's, uh, what's the rest of the summer look like? So the
2: next one we do is we're going to go to the American Library Association's okay, annual convention. Perfect. The NEH, the National Endowment for the Humanity, has sponsored a lecture and is ah. going to be giving out thousands of copies to libraries and uh, schools around the country. This is um, great. And we're going to go and talk, and the, the head of the NEAH is going to introduce us. Um, and then we're going to go to San Diego after that. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to go on the road. I mean, we're going to have, uh, I don't know the exact dates yet. Mm-hmm. Top Shelf will be announcing it soon. Sure. But we're going to try and do a full tour during August. If Congress yeah. is going to recess, then we're going to get out there. Yeah. And we're going to try to find our way to get into the community and talk about what matters.
0: Well, this is exciting. I mean, I think a, a little while ago, I think I was talking with... Uh, with Chris Darros about um, uh, the book being adopted by universities, I mean freshman reading. Uh, I did an interview with with Nate Powell mm-hmm. at Old Westbury in New York, yeah. and there, I mean it was an amazing event. I mean the the freshman class was assigned, uh, I think I think book two. Mm-hmm. Uh, you the students were so energized. Of course, Nate was fabulous, but really, I mean there must have been three hundred you know, freshman kids there. And let me tell you, the line to ask questions at the end, it was we had to end it virtually. We, these kids were so engaged with this book, and so you, and so you can see it, yeah. and I'm sure you see this all the time, uh, how it connects them with history.
2: Well, I think first of all, Nate Powell is one of the most exceptional human beings that He's I know. He's a great guy. I mean, <laughs> he has he, the patience of a saint, the talent yeah. of a superstar, and all wrapped up into a single package. Um, and when you see the students who see his art, who read yeah. our words, and they understand the story, you know, I, the best part is when they come to me and they say, what can I do? Yeah. I want to do something now. Yeah. And we've seen organizations spring up in places where we've done reading programs.
0: Oh, we have the connection students. with Black Lives Matter. I Absolutely. mean, believe me, the, these kids were just on it. They Absolutely. were just on it. So, And uh, Nate was just fabulous during that. So, um, well, look, uh, uh, thanks for the update. I'm going to let you get back to the table. I see there's people already over there like looking at, looking at this book as they should be. Um, Andrew, thanks so much for being on More to Come again. Thank hey. you, Calvin. Always a pleasure. Okay. All right, we'll talk.